Thanks, you'll hear all week. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. This is a live look outside. We're seeing sunshine and enjoy it because we're back to cloudier weather this week and the upside is we're warming up. But if you like the sun, today's your day and I'm loving that view. All right, I like to start the show off like that. I'm trying. The right vibe. <laughs> Welcome to mornings at 10 and we do have some interesting mm -hmm. topics to discuss today, um, including this one, how to uh, get the best bang for your buck because we know spring break is coming up. You probably want to get out of town. Nina Pineda is going to have some top deals along with top trending destinations and some of them that might surprise you. Also some tips, TSA pre-check, clear, all that stuff. She's got all yes. the details, which is very important, especially traveling with a family. Also a TikTok trend that's actually putting cold hard cash back in the hands of some New Yorkers and it has something to do with rent. Rent, TikTok, tips. We'll have all that coming up. Okay, can't oh, wait. And okay. plus, with the Oscars fast approaching, Sandy Kenyon is sharing some of his most memorable moments covering Hollywood's biggest night over the years. We got a little preview yeah. in our meeting before the uh, show this morning, and every time he tells a story, it's like the most mind-boggling thing I've ever heard. I hope he writes a book one day because there's just so <laughs> many stories. I love stories. Sandy Kenyon. I have the pleasure of sitting near him in the newsroom. Oh. I mean, the stories are absolutely amazing. You're going to hear some of them coming up as we are now a little more than a week away from Oscar night. So Can't wait. And you know what? We're here the weekend. So let's celebrate that, right? Let's do it. <laughs> I want to get you outside. <laughs> On this Friday morning, seeing a whole lot of sunshine and temperatures today are rebounding. So moving in the right direction. Right now, air temperature in Central Park at 38 degrees. Feels like 33. So still feels a little cooler thanks to a light wind. But the wind is noticeably calmer than yesterday. Uh, temperatures across the tri-state generally in the 30s. But we do make our way back to seasonal averages this afternoon. Right now, high pressure in control. See how the uh, center of circulation is kind of right over us? High pressure centered over us, and I love that. It gives main character energy, right? I feel like the center of the universe. That area of high pressure, it, uh, do I need therapy? I don't know. It's shifting <laughs> offshore, and what's coming is this. We do have a storm system on the way as we move into tomorrow, so it brings in more unsettled conditions, rain chances for your weekend as temperatures continue to climb, but that tells you you got to take advantage of the sunshine today. Our highs make their way to the mid to upper 40s today, close to where we should be with sunny skies and calmer wind than yesterday. So all good news in the forecast today. But things are changing as we get milder and milder over the course of the weekend. Rain chances also return. Tomorrow we start with light rain and with heavier rounds of rain. By Sunday, mostly cloudy and milder. And then we see a stretch of rain chances next week as well. But nice to see warmer conditions. Yeah, that's yes. a positive as we begin March. Mm -hmm. uh, very exciting. All right, well, the top stories we're following here at 10 o'clock. The MTA holding its second public hearing on the controversial congestion pricing plan. The first one happened last night. More than 100 people came to make their voices heard. Two more hearings scheduled for Monday. Eyewitness News reporter Lindsay Tuckman is going to have more on today's hearing coming up at the bottom of the hour. And firefighters battled a blaze inside a Harlem bodega this morning. It broke out on the first floor of the deli and then it spread to the second and third floors. This is our breaking news this morning. An e-bike batteries were found at the scene, but they are not believed to be connected to the fire. One resident, though, was treated for minor injuries. Police now offering a $10,000 reward as they continue to to search for the suspect in that deadly subway shooting that happened in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. It unfolded on the number three train back in January. Cops say two men were arguing as the train approached the Rockaway Avenue station. That's when Richard Henderson, a beloved school crossing guard, tried to break up that fight. Instead, gunshots broke out. Those bullets hitting Henderson, who later died at the hospital. The gunman last seen leaving the Utica Avenue subway station. Speaking of Crown Heights, a developing story. 13-year-old boy shot and killed last night. The person responsible is still on the run. This makes it the third fatal shooting in the neighborhood this week. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate live at the scene with the very latest for us. Phil? 
Yeah, well, police tell us 13-year-old Troy Gill was shot right here on Bergen and New York Avenue just hours ago. Well, this as community members are coming out of their home to see a crime scene where bullets flew, many of them simply emotional. Let's take a listen to one woman who I spoke with just a short time ago. I'm shaking because I'm so sad that it has to be a kid that had to go through this and how their parents going to feel and their mothers and their fathers. It's not fair. They need to stop and think about life, whoever did it. They really need to think about it and turn themselves in because it's not fair to that family. When you kill one kid, you're killing a whole family and they need to know that. You could just feel her pain as right now police are trying to figure out who the gunman is and why those bullets flew at 1040 last night. Well, police say it appears the 13 year old was the intended target based on the number of times he was shot, but detectives do not know why. Well, they found six shell casings next to his body. He unfortunately died at a local hospital. Now this fatal shooting on the heels of another violent day in the neighborhood as police say they got a call of a man shot minutes before 6 p.m. Wednesday only to find who cops say is a 33 year old Lamine Ba who was shot and killed the gunman still on the run this morning and right now police continue to search for this man who they believe shot and killed a bodega employee on Franklin Avenue Monday police say it started when the shooter asked the employee to give him a cigar when the employee refused the man left and came back with a gun and shot him in the head while well, neighbors reacting to this tragedy and mothers they're thinking of their own children's movements we were taking out the garbage and my sister um, needed help. I came outside and she said, somebody, you know, gunshots just now. And we were like, not again. I really don't even let my son bring the trash out at nighttime. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's horrible. Why would you do that to a little kid? Like, what could a 13-year-old possibly cause you? Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's too sad. And police say the teen who was killed just blocks away from his home was at last evening's Nets games at the Barclay Center. Now, this is truly a tough week for this community as this is the third fatal shooting in Crown Heights in just a week. That's the very latest in Crown Heights this morning. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Phil, thank you. New action from the MTA as the search continues for a suspect who slashed a subway conductor in Brooklyn early yesterday morning. 59-year-old Alton Scott was slashed in the neck as he stuck his head out of the window at the Rockaway Avenue station on a southbound A train. The MTA now saying they are putting cameras inside the conductor cars. Transit union leaders also calling for the MTA to redeploy its own officers underground, adding to the 1,000 officers that were recently surged into the system by the NYPD. Police released these new images of a man wanted in a hit and run that happened last week in the Bronx. A 71 year old woman was hit by a moped when she was crossing at Jerome and Burnside Avenues last Friday. Police say the suspect drove off no northbound on Jerome Avenue. The victim was taken to the hospital in critical condition. New legislation being introduced today hopes to help prevent drownings in New York City. It's a five point plan for water safety and comes ahead of a New York City Council hearing on safety at beaches and pools. They'll also discuss a bill that would extend beach and pool season. The season would begin the second Saturday in May and end the second Sunday of October. 
Mayor Adams Director of Asian Affairs Winnie Greco has been placed on administrative leave. The FBI searching two homes she owns in the Bronx yesterday. The exact reason still unclear this morning, but for months she has been the subject of a city-led probe into whether she tried to use her position to gain perks. The mayor's office referred that probe to the FBI. The searches do not appear to be connected to the investigation that continues into the mayor's campaign fundraising. Another government shutdown has been averted. Lawmakers passed a short-term funding bill ahead of tonight's deadline. The new bill pushes the funding deadlines to March 8th and March 22nd. The measure now goes to President Biden for his signature. But the president has said the bill is only a short-term fix. Okay, so rent in the city is tough. The sky is also blue, water is wet. These are things we know. A new TikTok trend, though, may end up saving some rent money, saving you some rent money. If you happen to live in a rent-stabilized apartment, this perked my ears up to mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. People have been posting stories about how they've been able to get their rent reduced because they requested their rent history and found out they were being overcharged. Well, we've been looking through the post, and one woman named Carla Badami, who lives on the Lower East Side, described in a post how she came to the realization that something was up with her lease renewal. She says, quote, the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> so after requesting her rent history and finding out she was being overcharged, she was fed up. She ended up getting $6,000 paid back from her landlord because she fought it. Now, four million people have seen her TikTok. Wow. And as you would imagine, it got New Yorkers asking a whole lot of questions. Oh yeah, to the point that the state housing agency says that they're now getting about 2,000 inquiries a week about rent histories. Can you believe that? Yes, you can. I know you can. The news outlet, the city reports, one renter actually got a note saying, quote, Due to increased volume as a result of social media activity, the response time to your inquiry has increased to approximately 20 <laughs> business days. Oh this whole trend also has people asking, what exactly is rent stabilization? Like, what's the difference between, you know, rent control and rent stabilization? Yes. And do I live? in a rent-stabilized apartment, do I qualify? Yeah, a lot of people transpose the two. They're very different. Here's a quick breakdown for you. Rent-stabilized apartments are usually built before 1974. They contain more than six units, that's a key. They're also legally regulated, so there's a limit to how much rent can be charged. And believe it or not, there are more than a million rent-stabilized apartments in the city. If you're curious about yours, all you have to do is head to New York Housing Authority's website, type in the address, and it will pop right up. Okay, so my East Village. Oh apartment back in the day really that was the hardest thing to get it, it felt like a win when i found a rent stabilized apartment in the east village man i wish i still had that well and, and for, for yeah <laughs> daydreaming yeah. back then to those prices <laughs> yeah and for so many people if you didn't know and it took this TikTok to raise the awareness you would probably just go on and say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna eat that cost it's pretty wild i'm about to go to the website right now during commercial and break. type it up bradley worked for six years to do six minutes of accurate conducting in the film. That is, may I say something, dude? That is very cool. Just FYI, none of us know what accurate conducting looks like. You could have literally done anything. <laughs> it's, he's kind of got a point, right? Yes. Lay people on the side. That was comedian and longtime New York resident John Mulaney ribbing Bradley Cooper a bit at the Governor's Awards earlier this year. He was hosting the Academy-sponsored ceremony, and we will see him in just about nine days at the big Oscar ceremony. It goes to show it really is an art form, ribbing people mm -hmm. and doing it right, striking that right note. Um, he is one of a star-studded lineup of presenters that just got announced, which also includes, you see some of the photos down there, Bad Bunny, Chris Hemsworth, 
Worth, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Jennifer Lawrence. Our table just, our desk got a little more star-studded just now. Uh, because we've got the people <laughs> center. Entertainment I like that. Uh, yeah, thank you. you. You're welcome. It's just a nice little ad lib by Danny. Um, but it's not about me, it's about you, buddy. The red carpet, I'm excited, number one, it's the red carpet. And number two, you know, the stories that you have from the red carpet are just incredible. Well, thank you so much, and good morning to everybody. Good morning, morning Shalene and Danny. I just have to tell you that it never gets old for me. I'm working Oscar number 37. I started in 1983 when Dustin Hoffman was on the red carpet. It was a little simpler there. You put the tripod out the morning of the event. Now our space is reserved Thanksgiving of the previous year. Uh, I remember I was on live TV uh, for CNN and I turned around thinking he might be there and there he was. It was just the uh, wow. beginner's luck, you know? Oh, and goodness. there's been a lot of stories since then. But here's what never gets old. Yeah. The emotions run so high on the red carpet. And what they don't tell you is the fear involved. Everybody's nervous. If you're presenting, you're afraid of tripping. Yeah. If you're a, a possible winner, yeah. you're afraid about your speech. Now, there's one class of person who's just calm. That tends to be the spouse of a nominee. Ah. Rachel Weisz up for an Oscar. Daniel Craig, very chill. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a front row seat to see this transformative moment when these people's lives literally change in seconds. That's what never gets old. Yeah. The possibility of seeing, forget they're famous for a second. These are people whose lives have just changed in an instant, and we see them backstage 10, 15 minutes later, yeah. and it's really great. One time, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love, and she had a very ill-fitting dress on <laughs> because they, she had changed outfits on the day of the Oscars, yeah. and uh, they were still sewing it as she arrived. I saw the people in there sewing oh, wow. that Ralph Lauren pink oh. dress. It became oh, sort of iconic, iconic, right? I know the one. So oh. I asked her, what was going through your mind yeah. uh, at the moment that they called your name? <laughs> she looked at me, and he she just said, holy blank. <laughs> <laughs> and she said the word blank so oh, you can put it smart. on TV. Yeah. What's the one with Al Gore? Well, one of the cool things is you never know who you're going to meet yeah. on Oscar's red carpet. And uh, one time, Al Gore was there with Leonardo DiCaprio. They came together. This was uh, when uh, An Inconvenient Truth won two Oscars for song and best documentary. But before that, he was on the red carpet and I said, uh, Mr. Vice President, mm -hmm. you know, they always like to be called whatever their highest former title was. Yeah. So I said, Mr. <laughs> Vice President, is this your first time at the Oscars? And he said, yes, but Sandy, it's not my first Oscar experience. So of course I asked, that sounds interesting, and he tells the following story. He is vice president, he's in Air Force Two flying across the United States watching the Oscar show when his college roommate wins an Oscar. What? Tommy Lee Jones uh, from The Fugitive. They were, they were roommates for three years. Wow. Okay, so he picked up the phone and called the famous White House switchboard, famous because it can find anybody yeah. at any time, and said, I'd like to talk to Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> so what happens next is uh, the White House switchboard calls back and says, Mr. Vice President, you are in the room. Last question for Mr. Jones. You'll have him after that.
<laughs> and there was a few buzz. And you've got to imagine Al oh, Gore yeah. telling yeah. the story. And the next thing he hears is one of the workers going, who's this? <laughs> and he says, this is Al Gore, vice president of the United States. Oh my At God. which point the guy says, don't be calling here, and hung up. No, no way. <laughs> and I said, did what? you get him back? He goes, not that night. Oh. <laughs> because they go from one room to another, yeah. it'd be like chasing a rabbit or something. Oh. So you go from like that the vice president story to Liza Minnelli. I mean, do you oh, well, yeah. well, it's great on the red carpet. You can interview Will I Am and Liza Minnelli <laughs> within about 10 or 15 and minutes. And you did. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to kind of roll with, with the changes. One time I suggested to Melissa Leo uh, but that she appeared so nervous that I, I said, better have a cocktail. And she did. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she won, well, she had had a drink. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> so what happens <laughs> then was, uh, my favorite though was Liz Taylor. The Elizabeth Taylor goes back a few years and this was in the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which it, this was wow. the nice as, night as a matter of fact that this happened. Uh, and um, that was a very elegant place and there was a lockdown and it was after the show and I couldn't get down to my live location. So I literally saw my entire career passing in front of my <laughs> eyes. I expected to be fired. And so what happened next was that I ran down a hall to the freight elevator. At the lip of the elevator, I tripped and fell. Whoa. <laughs> and then I saw one of the world's most famous hands yeah. extended next to the most famous jewel in the world and the soft voice of the superstar said sandy darling where's the fire <laughs> it was, it was, her. It was her. that was wow. her and that was her Whoa. that story alone would sell your book we need sandy that's what we were saying yeah. that would be a bestseller but so it's wonderful stories. the excitement of it yeah. finally uh, i'm no fashion expert but invariably the dress i like the best on the red carpet yeah. reads the worst and is always among the worst the next day <laughs> oh okay yes. and and you and it is a red carpet Kate, back to red yes it is back to red kate winslet wore sea foam one year and i thought wow that's stunning and the next day and still, it's among the worst dresses oh ever worn. Uh, so what do, you, what do you make of, of this Sunday, a week from Sunday? What do we think is going to happen? Well, I think it's a very interesting race. The closest race is in the category of best actress. That is uh, Emma versus Lily from mm -hmm. Killers. And there are other nominees, mm -hmm. but though they've each won a few. Uh, that's when it makes it very exciting. Also, ratings are going to be good because of the blockbusters. Mm. When there are big movies yeah. at stake, history yeah. shows that uh, yeah. stakeholders tune in. Nobody better in the business than you, my friend. Yeah. We love you. We love the I stories. I hope everybody enjoyed all those stories. What an iconic moment to listen to those stories. Thank you. Thank and you. we're going to see you, Joel Gargiulo, yes. who is stepping in for me here at Eyewitness News. We'll be out there together on the red carpet, and we'll be with you from there next well, week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And, uh, uh, wow. thank you, Sandy. Looking forward to the great coverage coming up in a little more than a week, Sandy. Yeah. Thank you. Channel 7, of course, your home for the Oscars. Earlier start this year, so it's going to be even more exciting. The awards handed out a week from Sunday, March 10th, 7 p.m., right here on Channel 7.
Sandy. Got a little fun in the sun, dancing around like this or whatever you do on spring break. It looks like it's fun. And if you haven't booked your trip just yet, we have some tips. Don't worry. I'm still recovering from winter break, by the way. <laughs> Did not look like that, of course, because it wasn't spring break, but right. it is upon us. And our girl Nina Pineda is here and she's going to tell dance. us about those trending spots and how to find the best deals. What's up, OG crew? Yeah. In the house on Friday. <laughs> Guess what? It is really, we're up against it. But we have some great news because flights are actually down oh, okay. over what they were um, last year. So the good news is we're about a 2 to 11 percent um, down over last year and definitely great. inching closer to pre-pandemic prices, nice. wow. which is a wonderful, yeah. I, I, wonderful news for all of us. We are right up against um, uh, uh, early, early Easter. You know oh, right, how early right, right. Easter is this year? It's like the 31st. Yeah. That's wow. really, yeah. So yep. really from Easter up until uh, Passover, which yeah. is the third week, yep. we're going to be looking at, you know, uh, higher flights. They'll, they'll fall as we get closer to Passover. But gotcha. let's look at um, some of the deals. You can get, as we said, 11% down over last year. Uh, $72 to the hot spots uh, of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. The caveat being you're going to have one or two stops, oh. um, maybe, or earlier late flights. That's over that Easter weekend. You can also to the DR 250, St. Thomas 175, wow. San Juan, Puerto Rico 150. And I just want to say what's trending because it's very interesting the hot spots where people are going. You know, your usual suspects, um, Orlando, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, but maybe because Shirlene just did all that on Las Vegas, uh, yeah. you know, those hot spots, Las Vegas is uh, trending. Nashville, of course, the bachelorette um, heaven. But this is interesting. Chicago, maybe because of the bear, you know, the, the Netflix oh, series. Yeah. People are going to go. They okay. want to get those sandwiches and <laughs> check out Chi-Town. The Windy City is is uh, a trending. Millennials and Gen Z want to be someplace nobody else is kind of posting about. Okay. So that they're looking. So true. Yes. Yeah. Instead of San Juan, they're looking at Ponce, which is oh, in the I've southern part. Ponce. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Pearl of the South in Puerto Rico, direct and easy. And also Bilbao, which is in the Basque region of Spain. The Guggenheim is there. Oh. You kind of want... Um, when you're looking at these deals, if you want a good price, maybe don't set your heart on your first choice of flights. Think about being flexible right now since it's kind of close. So think about if you can't get your preferred airport, perhaps alternate airports. Philadelphia airport isn't that far. It's like an hour, depending on where you are, an hour to an hour and a half drive from Tri-State. That's Eric Lipkin. He's also known as the Miles Man. He advises eyeballing smaller regional airports for better fares and easier departures. For example, look at MacArthur Airport in Islip, Long Island, Stewart in the Hudson Valley, or Westchester's White Plains. All three have dozens of non-stops up and down the East Coast daily. If you see something that you like but don't want to pull the trigger yet, you can opt to Fairlock Your Fair. It's a feature offered by many airlines and booking sites like the travel app Hopper. If you are planning on taking a trip and you just can't book today, absolutely use the price freeze tool so you can lock in the low rate. Prices are really only going to rise over this weekend and into March. And here's Haley's hack on a cheaper week-long trip. Fly out and come back midweek. Flexibility is the number one way to get a good deal. Flexibility on when you fly. If you can go midweek, you can save about $100 on a domestic trip, more like 130 on an international.
Ooh, mm. some really, really good ways to save. Um, any other tips that you have to find those flights? You want to not get dumped into what we call a fair bucket. Okay. And that's when you guys are searching two adults, three kids, or you know, yeah. you it they the airline wants to keep you together, so they give you keep showing you that higher fare for your group. Mm -hmm. You might want to break up your search to two and two or two and three. Ooh. And then to snag those lower seats first, you get the low fare bucket, and then you can go back and then put them all together. You can always play around with seat selection later. And then say you get the two and then you're worried you won't get the other two. Don't yes. worry. By law, according to the DOT, you can cancel anything that you book, even non-refundable stuff, for within 24 hours. Mm. So say you pull the trigger on it and then all of a sudden you can't get the other for the rest of the family. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. you can always yeah. cancel and start over. And always search incognito. Go to your phone instead of the computer because it's easier searching and keeps spitting you out a higher price. Get creative. Oh, you are saving amazing. us so much money. Those are amazing tips because you know yeah. it's expensive to fly with when a family you, of five. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking my wife and I could sit in one part and the yeah. young kids all under yeah. 10. Send them in the back. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Okay. Bon voyage. You folks deal with them. Thank you so much.